Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Robin Lundberg with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. On today's show, we're breaking down the tribal court, which opened up SmackDown. Where does this saga go next? Will we get Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso at SummerSlam? Plus, we have some breaking news regarding Steve Macklin and Impact's Slammiversary. Keep it locked. Jey Uso last night challenging Roman Reigns. And, and Tommy, I mean, the bloodline thing, the story, what Roman Reigns has become, and I think last night's a testament to it. I, I don't know how long that opening segment was. It might, might have been almost 40 minutes long. I think, which you don't really yeah. see on traditional TV anymore, but you could do with this story. It, I don't want to say, you know, like everybody has their own opinions, right? And, and there's recency bias. So I could say it's the best thing I've ever seen in professional wrestling history. Let me, let me just say it's as good as anything in the history of the, the business that I can remember experiencing when you factor in longevity. This has been going on for three years now. Um, the, the twists and turns that we've seen from it turning Roman it, from a guy who was like, you know, his Rocky Maivia to the rock arc, as far as the, the way the fans felt about him to how, how everybody views him now as, as in the conversation with the greatest of all times to what Sami Zayn was able to accomplish through that storyline to where the Usos are right now and everything in between including how people felt about Cody Rhodes you know that's a a subplot of this at at WrestleMania just so many different things I mean you 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 obviously have the NWO you obviously have Stone Cold and and Vince McMahon but I'm not so sure that anything has ever been better what do you think uh I would agree with that statement if you're it's sports entertainment. I like to go also the sports route. If you look at it, you look at the business this is doing. If you look at the business that it's generating, statistically, blowing everything away. Um, Vince and Austin is probably the closest. They're live, but the business was built differently. It was on a live event model. Yes, TV ratings were important, but those TV ratings are important for what? So you get renewed for more money. Hence why WWE gets paid a whole lot of money from different revenue share streams for, you know, hey, we're getting this much from USA, this much from Fox, this much from Saudi. So statistically, this is the greatest storyline, in my opinion, as well. But when you have the stats to prove it, well, look how many views it does. Look at all this stuff. Look at how much money it is generating. I got to say, I'm in 100% agreeance with you. And last night, I thought they did an amazing job. Uh, One thing I would have added to it when Roman was talking about, like, what he did for the bloodline. And, you know, we're also talking about his reign as champion. You know, him, I would have thrown in there, look, I sold out Madison Square Garden again. Something that Bruno, like hinting that I could beat Bruno San Martino's, you know, seven year title reign. Um, I would have thrown that in there, but that's just such nitpicking because everything that they did in that first segment was 
amazing. And that first segment did. It lasted 35 minutes to hold somebody's attention in Madison Square Garden. I also straight out shout out to uh, WWE for making Madison Square Garden so special. I saw so many of those like little quips. And then I kept on saying, man, I've been to so many of those. I was there for so many of those events as a fan, as well as being a talent there. But just did such a good job of making it feel so, so special. And then just to straight up the follow-up, what do we love about professional wrestling? You said like how important money in the bank was to you and to your kids. And then what are you going to hear the first time we come to SmackDown? The last thing we saw is coming in with the follow-up and again, real sports. We just won the Super Bowl. blah, 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 blah. What do they talk about? Well, next season we got to prepare that there's a lull. There is no lull in professional wrestling. You're hearing from the Usos right after the what happened and how the storyline continues. And the, it, it continues on multiple levels, right? Because Jey Uso, it looks like it's going to be Jey Uso against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And, and really this whole thing started with Roman becoming the head of the table and, and Jey Uso and, and that family part. So we've, we've come full circle there. Uh, not to mention within that, you know, there, there's been so many times where you didn't know where something was going to go exactly, like Roman getting down there emotional. You expected something might come, but the way they did that, you know, it, it kept you in there just like a few weeks ago. You didn't know where Jay was going to go, and, and that's the, the way this story has unfolded over time. And then little subtle hints like you already see the struggle Solo Sokoa is having, right? He, he, he took a look at that thing and thought, maybe I'm the tribal chief <laughs> there for a second. So it, it's all the – it's the depth – of the storytelling as well. I mean, it's easy to say good guy, bad guy, or, or whatever, but this this has layers, and they've been able to unpeel it. Again, now going, it's it's got to be three years running. Uh, straight up, man. I, I've known the Usos since they were little kids. Same with Roman. Um, you know, R Rikishi's boys, he would always bring them when we were in, you know, Houston. Uh, with... Roman Reigns uh, met him a, a few times when he was younger. Um, and then, you know, when I went back to WWE, the, my last time I was there, it was uh, he was just starting to come into his own. I recently saw one of the Usos. First thing I did was I thought I thanked him. I was like, man, it's great to see you and thank you. They have been carrying the industry. And when I say carrying the industry, it's not like, oh, when wrestling is popular, you had said, what got you into wrestling? The Attitude Era. We got the NWO. We got Vince and, and uh, Austin. When the business is on fire, the way the business is right now, there are leads. And, and I just, and I haven't seen Roman in a long time. First thing I'll do is thank him as well, because he and the WWE are fueling the industry. And with this one major story, the bloodline story. And everything, I don't even want to say it's a trickle-down effect because then business picks up. On the other side with AEW, you have so many interesting things from Forbidden Door um, and now leading into, uh, you know, as much as Blood and Guts is happening uh, next uh, on Wednesday, everything, or to Collision tonight. It's all these, I call it, you know, tennis, and everyone's trying to capture this momentum. But the storyline last night went from the earliest beginnings of the split showed what we were talking about earlier moments, moments of doubt moments of wait, I saw this coming. And then an explanation for all of it 
as a wrestling fan, wrestling fans, we are obsessed with details. Or if there is a hole in a storyline, well, guess what? There was no holes in the storyline. They literally went from day one till current to show you what happened. Even if you somehow went to that pool party and didn't watch Money in the Bank, when you watched that opening uh, video package of that match, you could understand the ramifications and how great what you saw and you missed it. And what WWE does great, they don't show the finish. They let you hear the finish. You hear a sold-out arena in the UK go nuts for something, which then makes me want to say, well, what did I miss? And, and these are the beauty things uh, of professional wrestling. Like, uh, <laughs> I literally just watched a documentary on the Boston Bruins um, and the famous shot by Bobby Orr flying through the air. I watched that and I was just like, this is amazing. I had always thought he shot it while he was in the air. That was a celebration, but I watched the goal and it was years of just this famous iconic statue. Um, what I'm trying to tell you is I had to go back and watch a documentary as opposed to living in the moment and having to watch it now. And it's just like awesome and how they recapped it. It, it truly is must-see television. And, and I think everybody who's been involved has been yeah. elevated. I mean, you mentioned the Usos. The Usos are now stars, right? Like, they, they were good, you know, performers. Obviously, you know, they mattered. But now they are main event J, right? I mean, you put it right in the title. Sami Zayn went to a whole you – know, I, I love what Sami Zayn did with Johnny Knoxville a couple years ago, but he was doing the, the jackass yeah. match. And now he is, he is main eventing WrestleMania a, as well. Um Paul Heyman, obviously intimately familiar there. Like he's he was already a legend, but his his legend has only increased. And then you got the guy at, uh, Cody Rhodes. I mentioned it too. I, I I'm of the belief that what happened at WrestleMania only elevated him. And then there is Roman Reigns, and you know a great philosopher once said, "There's levels to this." And I'm actually wearing the shirt right, and it nice. is what does it say? Jobber, mid Carter, main eventer, tribal chief. And I think they've almost spoken that into existence where there are so many great talents out there. There are so many great workers out there. So much, you know, so many great story, uh, everything, all respect due. But I do think there's one guy who's on a different level than everybody else right now. And, and this has put him into to Pantheon status. When, and then again, the beautiful part about professional wrestling, there's another moment happening and they've given you glimpses of it and everything has been done without saying a word and that's through solo and when all this mayhem and actions bro broken down and then all of a sudden solo the monster this wrecking machine stops and looks on the floor and everybody starts chanting his name uh, i cannot tell you how what it meant to me but what it means when there's an arena chanting your name when it's the most famous arena chanting your name, it, it is next level. And he just waited and his timing. And then, you know, the brother comes and he takes him out. But that was another moment. And then like even Roman, when he's in the corner, he's like, you know, selling there in pain. And then all of a sudden he looks, he's like, what the hell's going on here? Paul Heyman. So many visuals and great shots captured camera wise. 
Paul sells it like he's in the match as well. Because if you really do think about it, that's Paul's meal ticket. And beautifully done. And the ups and downs it has taken. You mentioned the Sammy thing. when It was almost like when Sammy was going to join and then uh, Jimmy went to him or Jay went to him and then they were hugging on the floor. Then they turned on him. Next level. And they had so many moments like that. Roman crying, going to his knee, passing of the torch, literally, and then taking it away. And then the br- everyone getting us. Oh, it, it, it was beautiful. And then the you know the the beauty of professional wrestling was uh jay is uh back and he's looking for you and the place just reacts and when you could get and i say this how you know you have your audience hooked when you're watching stuff on a big screen and the pops are as loud as when you're in the arena that's the attitude era that's what we're loving everything that happens backstage and we can't wait for the anticip- that anticipation of, hey, before we go to commercial break, we're going to have this happen. I can't wait to go to commercial break. Come back because I'm going to see a fight. Hey, everyone. It's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I think everything almost exhausted, it feels like, from this storyline, except for there always seems to be a new twist and a new turn. One thing I think obviously is on the horizon is is Solo eventually turning as well, right? But where do you think they go next? What do you think they do with this Roman and Jay showdown that that seems to be looming? I think that'll happen at SummerSlam. Uh, Don't know where they're going to go, and I don't want to know where they're going to go. Like I told you, my schedule yesterday was nothing but wrestling, and I was so, so happy. Um, I don't like to make predictions in the sense of, being the cynical old wrestler or being the cynical old booker. No, I want to be the fan. I want to, you know, I get paid to make assumptions, guesses, or, you know, add from my experience last night, everything was done to perfection. I couldn't except for knocking Bruno San Martino or adding to, Hey, I'm as good as Bruno because I just sold out the garden again. There was nothing I would have changed. Not only about, um, the bloodline story, but the entire SmackDown show from pacing, booking, all that stuff, but bloodline specific. I uh, straight up go with this match at SummerSlam, see where it takes me from there. Obviously, I, you know, the biggest picture, and I've been saying this since he joined was solo. You had said it and you had said it about how everyone's gotten over solos getting over next level. And don't forget, he's a brother as well. And he's just not the twin. And yes, he's the younger brother, but that's a whole other story. If there is going to be, you know, if this is Game of Thrones type of stuff. And if there's going to be an heir apparent, would I love to see it be Jimmy or Jay? Yes. But I think that heir apparent is solo. And that could be at WrestleMania. Um I know that'll upset Dave LaGreca because he wants it to be uh, Cody. 
I don't think you even need to go there again. I think Cody can go off. Uh, and if I am going to do it with Cody, I would do maybe Cody Seth. And then once Cody wins it, take it away from him and have the money in the bank cash in. And then you're messing with Cody again, which will continue to keep Cody as the top, top star that keeps on getting screwed over from the ultimate goal. Um, bloodline specific. I go with the two of them at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I feel you on the Cody aspect of it too. I, I mean, I was in the camp of, even, and this is even going into WrestleMania prior to the result of, it felt almost too easy. for. And, and I know when you look at Cody's journey as a whole, it isn't, you know, no, no question. I mean, the guy's, you know, been in the business, obviously went over to AEW and, and did his thing there, you know, helping to, to cultivate that, then goes back to WWE. But after the return to WWE, he, he did go through the pec injury, but that was off screen. As much as that must have sucked, that was off screen. So it felt like he came back, he, he, you know, goes over on Seth, then he wins the Royal Rumble, and then he would have had the title. To me, this makes him a stronger figure. And, and I, I think it's being backed up. You, you talk about the – there's no better barometer than the crowd reaction. That whoa that Cody gets every time he comes out now is next level. Same with Seth. And if you think about what got Cody to the next level when he came back, Vince McMahon's hand-picked opponent for Seth was Cody. And, excuse me, the matches they had, they had three – Amazing matches. That performance that Cody did with his torn pec, next level, will live forever. That body of work that he did in perhaps one of the most courageous professional wrestling matches of all time. And the guy he had that great match with is currently, you know, the champion. Um, I would say we're going to see Cody and Brock for SummerSlam. We have... uh the bloodline storyline, so many different places to go. But right then and there, you have hooked me on two matches that are, I would pay to see those two matches alone and everything else is just a gimme. And SummerSlam, biggest event of the summer. Also, like when I was saying before, capturing that momentum. Oh yeah, AEW has uh, a Wembley show that's done 75,000 tickets as well as All Out. I believe the next week. So who's going to capture this ball of momentum going forward? Everyone's going to keep trying to outdo each other, which is the best for who the wrestling fan, the nation. Eight, seven, seven, fight 93. Speaking of the nation, eight, seven, seven, three, four, 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 eight, nine, three. Where does the bloodline saga go from here? Is it already the best thing in professional wrestling history? Let's go to Al from Niagara Falls. Al, you're on with Robin Lundberg and Tommy dreamer here on busted open. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Robin. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, on the bloodline saga here, I I, I got to give credit to Victor Mick and company and his creative. They, they got me last night. Uh, I kind of thought they were going to kiss and make up, that Jay was going to lift Roman up from the floor and put him back in charge, but it, boy, did that go off the charts wild. Uh Tommy, I finally got YouTube and the Internet, so uh, I basically did the same thing as you did last night. I, I, I watched uh, WWE, then I watched Rampage, and then I watched a lot of Terry Funk matches from back in the day. They were great. Well, that's an awesome thing, and I hope your dial-up and you got mail is working for you, buddy. 
<laughs> well, I'm figuring it out. I, I got to get the millennial <laughs> nephew over to help me with this. Well, we appreciate you as always calling in, my friend. Hey, Tommy, let me give you a plug here, buddy. Everybody get out the Slammiversary, the Canadian fans, and cheer Tommy on and boo bully. That's the way it should be. Thank you, bud. There you go. Tommy's got a, a summer, without without the internet, he's able to know everything you're doing. <laughs> so he you just go. got this thing called the internet. I love Al. <laughs> Wrestling was in his hometown, and he decided to go to the bar, and he lives in Hamilton, and he woke up in Vancouver, he said. I love him. <laughs> Let's go next to Marty from New York. Marty, you're up with Robin Lundberg and Tommy Dreamer here on Busted Up. What's going on? Good morning. How are you? Thank you very much for taking my call. I am a 70-year-old lifelong wrestling fan since 1957. And last night as I was watching the beginning of SmackDown and watching that segment, I came to the conclusion, it's a very personal opinion, I believe the greatest wrestling angle I had ever seen before then was when Cowboy Bill Watts turned on Bruno San Martino back in the mid-60s. Watching that last night, that uh, went on for half an hour, like you said, I believe this is on a parallel with that, and that's something I've held uh, near and dear to me all my life. I believe that's how good it is. Uh, I would agree. Uh, in that sentiment, I did not see said angle with Bill Watts and Bruno Sammartino. Thank you for being a lifelong fan as well. One of my favorite angles of all time is from Bill Watts, uh, the, the turn of Ted DiBiase uh, versus Ric Flair on a one-hour television show where Ted DiBiase, who's the most hated villain, is going to face Ric Flair, who's also a villain. And here comes Dick Murdoch, and he gives him the brain buster on the floor and bleeding everywhere and it would be can ted dibiase come back um but when you have a mind like that like a mind like bill watts and you know that has resonated with you for so long and again said something uh i'm so many years later that because i said the same thing i said this is greatness that i'm watching and uh thank you so much for your call Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Whoa. That's our breaking news. David, hello. Hello. How are you guys? We are coming off an awesome SmackDown talking the greatness of everything Bloodline and Edge and the great show uh, that was. But uh, you're interrupting us, David. I know you can't keep yeah, away from well, this show. You created um, it. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like you guys said, I do have breaking news, and um, it's some unfortunate news concerning next Saturday at Slammiversary, and Slammiversary is on Saturday, July 15th, which also happens to be my birthday, gentlemen. But um, Slammiversary is live in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, and former Impact Wrestling World Champion Steve Macklin will be unable to participate in Slammiversary uh, next Saturday, um, as you guys know, he has a big match coming up, uh, tagging with our very own Bully Ray in a grudge match between PCO and Scott Demore. And 
due to an injury that happened during the Down Under Tour in Australia. Pretty serious injury, as a matter of fact. Steve Macklin is out, Tommy. And in other breaking news, uh, Bully is actually going to tell us on our show Monday with me and Mark Henry who his tag team partner will be in that match at Slammiversary on July 15th. So that's uh, our breaking news. Whoa. Well, uh, that is unfortunate. I knew Macklin had gotten hurt. I do not know. I did not hear about what happened. Uh, Obviously, you did or the severity of, but for him to be taken out of that match because it is a a big main event profiled, high-profile match for him. Injuries do happen. That does suck. Uh, I will not be Bully's partner, just for the record, um, putting that out there. That would um, shock me, Tommy. That was the person I would never that do that. mentioned on Monday. Never do that. Uh, maybe it's you because it's your birthday. Uh, that would be a good uh, you because you, we're going to have Scott Demore on next week, too. But, uh, yeah, that is some breaking news. Card subject to change, as always, with um, injuries, uh, and that is very, very unfortunate. How are you feeling? I know you had a big uh, night last night. Yeah, uh, it was really awesome, guys. Uh, you know, Richard Holiday, as you all know, was battling cancer and was out of wrestling for about a year, uh, made his return last night in a tournament. He had three matches, and uh, he's the new ISPW uh, world champion, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, in the other breaking news, he's my guy now, managing uh, Richard Holiday in ISPW. So pretty exciting night for me, but... The Steve Macklin uh, injury is unfortunate. Steve Macklin has been doing some amazing things uh, over the last year. Obviously, his attitude needs some adjusting, but um, I'm very interested to see who Bully Ray's tag team partner is going to be. And like I said, we're going to announce it. Bully's going to announce that Monday on our show. So I'm really looking forward to that on Monday with me and Mark Henry. Well, Dave, happy happy birthday in advance. Well, Happy birthday in advance, and I was going to say you've learned from the uh, the bloodline with the long-term storytelling there, right? Like you're going and, and teasing ahead to, to Monday for the, the big payoff. Well, listen, dude, like Tommy, listen, I'm always in for a payday. You know that. So if Bully needs a tag team partner, you know, I don't care how crazy PCO is, and I definitely wouldn't be able to take on Scott Demore, especially what I've been able to see him do lately. But uh, I'll do just about anything for money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have a Polish wife I have to take care of here in Vernon, New Jersey. So I'm 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 capable of doing just about anything. I know that is to be the case because you've already jumped on the uh, you've turned on what three of your guys that you manage already. So uh, yeah, I, I've seen you in action. But uh, thank you for that breaking news, David. That uh, that is unfortunate. It does suck, and I'm interested to. Uh, hear what's going to go on for bully. And I wish uh, Steve Macklin nothing but the best in his recovery. And hopefully we'll have some news to what happened uh, that it was so serious. And that dude, that's a whole other next level getting injured completely sucks, but then is also getting injured and then getting on a plane and flying from Australia to where you got to go sucks, dude. And Slamversary is a big show. So, uh, and and again, that's available on pay-per-view. So make sure you check out Slammiversary because I know we'll be talking about it a lot, uh, previewing it next week here on Busted Open, and I'm sure reacting to it uh, the following week here on Busted Open. So I'm looking forward to that show on the 15th. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, 
please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.